Radiology News Network. Welcome to a new episode of the Radiology News Network. In this episode, I have a special guest, Dr. Ling Lin. She is currently a PhD candidate at the Leiden University Medical Center at the Department of Radiology. Uh, Ling, welcome. Uh, can you please further introduce yourself? Uh, what is your home university and where does your family live in, in China? Uh, hello, everyone. Um, I'm very happy to have this opportunity to share what I know about uh, the new coronavirus and what has happened in China. And I, I was a radiologist in China for a few years. And... Um, uh, I work in the first affi- affi- affili- uh, affiliated hospital of Sun Yat-sen University, which is the top one university in southern China. So I know a lot of uh, frontline radiologists there. Okay, and where does your family live? Uh, yeah, my parents live in a small city in northern China. Uh, which is far away from Wuhan, but still there are 47 case, confirmed cases there. Of course, everybody is now worried about the new uh, COVID uh, or coronavirus. Uh, so, yeah, my first and main question is, what is the difference with the regular flu? Why is everybody so concerned about this new type of virus? Well, as um, as uh, more and more things uh, come out, uh, we know more about the new coronavirus. Uh, it, uh, uh, we we are sure that it's more serious than seasonal flu in every aspect. And uh, first of all, it's uh, it spread uh, faster than uh, seasonal flu, with a mean estimated R zero as three point three. And second, um, the case fatality rate. Uh, is higher, uh, much higher than seasonal flu. Uh, the rate, uh, the, the death rate is between three to four percent in China, which is thirty to forty times higher than seasonal flu. And third, um, more than twenty percent cases in serious symptoms that uh, require medical intervention, and this is also ten times higher than uh, hospitalization rate, higher than the flu. And also, uh, the tricky part is the symptoms of the COVID-19 can persist over a month. And uh, there, it has been reported that uh, recurrent cases have been uh, found in China after the patients were discharged from the hospital with consecutive negative nucleic acid tests. And... Um, and at last, um, there is no herd immunity, which means it infects the entire population. And in China, there uh, there are patients aging from uh, babies less than one year old to elder people over 90 years old. So um, uh, this new coronavirus is um, uh, spreads faster, kills far more, and is harder to control. So it requires the use of far more medical resources and, and it takes far longer a period of time. So, uh, and, and most importantly, um, uh, there is no uh, effective treatment yet and can, it can infect entire population. So it's very serious. And actually, um, 
Uh, actually, uh, that's what had happened in Wuhan. Uh, during the early days of the outbreak, the hospitals became uh, full of patients in a very short of period of time, and many patients suffered a lot uh, when they were waiting to be treated. And some even died at home before they got hospitalized. So I, I really hope that uh, what had happened in Wuhan will never happen in any place in the world again. Yeah, and here in the media, uh, we see these messages that mainly people are affected who are older or already have another disease. But we know also from China, this famous doctor uh, was also uh, affected by it. So what do you think about that? Can healthy people also uh, die from the virus or is there any statistics on that or... It's hard to say, maybe. Uh, there are some statistics. Uh, uh, I remember uh, the uh, the statistic from the largest cohort in China reports uh, that eighty uh, percent of the patients are from thirty uh, to eighty years old. So um, uh, healthy and young people can get infected, and uh, they can die from the disease. Yeah, it's really uh, worrisome. Um, and, and maybe you can comment on the, the policy now in China. How are they trying to prevent further spreading uh, of the new virus? Well, um, what I learned from medic medical school is that to control a uh, contagion, we need to control the source of transmission, cut off the pathway of transmission and protect the susceptible group. Uh, so... Um, uh, and as mentioned above, there is no herd immunity, so we are all sus susceptible, so all of us need to be protected. And I think China has uh, has been and, and is taking measures that we, uh, we can imagine to achieve uh, the above three goals to protect further spreading. And... Um, mm, so you have learned a lot from the news uh, about what, what has happened in Wuhan and Hubei. And apart, uh, apart from the old-fashioned strategy of quarantine, the city, Wuhan, and the other cities in Hubei province, um, there have been national approach approaches like uh, hand washing and mask wearing, uh, social distancing, and uh, universal uh, body temperature monitoring. And uh, people receive tests for coronavirus for free, and they get um, they are treated for free if confirmed. So these are all the national approaches, and most importantly, um, with uh, with every confirmed case, uh, his or her activities during the previous two weeks would be traced by local CDC, and all of the people who have direct or indirect contact with the patient would be identified, tested, and under medical observation. So uh, there is even a web page where people can check with um, trains and uh, trains or bus or flight that those confirmed patients had taken. So people who were in the same vehicle were urged to report themselves to local CDC. Yeah, so that they can receive tests for COVID-19. Uh, so every day we, we are informed of the numbers of confirmed cases, suspected cases, and how many cases are under medical observation in each province. I think these are the key measures to control the source of transmission, to cut off the pathway and protect all of the uh, susceptible people. And, and do you know how this compares to the measures in the EU? Is that similar or different? <laughs> 
Well, obviously, the approaches in China are more vigorous. Uh, are more rigorous. Um, I like to quote the, the description from a WHO director general. He said that China has taken one of the most ancient strategies for infectious disease control and rolled out probably the most ambitious. Agile and aggressive disease containment effort in history, <laughs> and the most shocking difference for me, I found, is the attitude towards、uh, face masks, because、um, in China the face mask is compulsory for everyone entering public spaces.、Uh, my friend told me once he went to a market to buy food. And he was rejected at the entrance because he forgot to wear a face mask. <laughs> Although the staff、uh, measured his temperature and confirmed he had no fever, he still got re- rejected. So、um, uh, that's the most shocking difference for me because here in EU, no one wears it. <laughs> and、um, yeah, and、uh, we all know.、Um, uh, Uh, just a few days ago, when、uh, China WHO Joint Mission on COVID-19 held a news conference in Beijing,、um, the WHO Director General spoke highly of Chinese、uh, rigorous old-fashioned approaches, and said these approaches had definitely averted and probably prevent hundreds of thousands of cases. So I'm glad that they、um, they、uh, they like those approaches and. Yeah, I think maybe we should all think similar things here in in EU. Yeah, and how are the the people in China and especially in Wuhan dealing with all these restrictions? How how is life going on? Can you go to the supermarket? Is there still food, or how how is the daily life? Yeah, well,、um, there was certain extent of panic and chaos in Wuhan,、uh, especially during the early days of the massive outbreak, and I think that's quite understandable.、Um, And I think both luckily and unluckily, the outbreak started right before Chinese New Year. I see luckily because Chinese people have a habit of storing food and、uh, supplies before Chinese New Year, as it is the longest holiday in China. So、uh, for the first、uh, two weeks, it's、uh, it's just okay for most of the people because we have enough food in, at home, and. Uh, Uh, I say unluckily because、uh, before the Chinese New Year, people uh, people uh, all over the China immigrate a lot across the the country to go home to stay to travel to stay together with the、uh, friends and families. So that's、uh, kind of、um, uh, uh, help to spread the disease. Yeah. Uh, but、um, the situations in Wuhan and Hubei got better when all over the country donating all kinds of、uh, food and、uh, supplies to to the、uh, to Wuhan and Hubei. And、um, as far as I know,、uh, almost thirty thousand medical staffs have been sent to Hubei province from all over the country. Despite that, all the other provinces are、uh, were facing increasing number of COVID nineteen cases, and um, uh, uh, for those、uh, for for those people in in other provinces, I think um, uh, the most challenge is、um, boring because they need to <laughs> stay at home, <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, 
uh, also it's uh, it's a bit challenging for people who have uh, chronic diseases like uh, chronic kidney disease and cancer and uh, they can't get timely treatment because of the outbreak of COVID-19. Yeah. But the food and for example medicine is still available. Yeah, they are still available and uh, they are free for the confirmed cases. Okay. And now switching to the radiological part, uh, the more technical part, uh, we also heard here in Europe that uh, in China the CT and especially high resolution CT plays an important role in the diagnosis. Uh, can you comment on that? What are the, the radiological features of uh, COVID-19? Well, generally speaking, it's uh, similar to uh, other viral pneumonia. Yeah, and uh, it has been uh, several, uh, a number of articles published in radiology and the hallmarks uh, of COVID-19 on uh, CT imaging was bilateral and peripheral ground glass opacity and consolidative pulmonary opacities. And it has been reported that lesions are more likely to be found in lower lobes and uh, posterior part of the lung. And it has been reported that um, 71% of the cases, the lesion infiltrate had at least two lobes. And in 63% of the cases, the lesion infiltrate four to five lobes. So there are some characteristics of the disease, uh, of the CT manifestations. And um, uh, what, what I would like to draw uh, your attention is the fundamental role of CT uh, in early identification of the infected patients. Uh, actually, it has been reported in a series of 51 patients with CHET CT and nucleic acid test performed within three days. The sensitivity of CT uh, uh, for COVID-19 infection was 98% compared to 71% of nucleic acid tests. So uh, uh, this is in consistence with what I heard from frontline radiologists. Uh, they have encountered many cases with typical CT manifestations of viral pneumonia and relative uh, epidemiologic history, but negative nuclear acid test. And later, the repeated nucleic acid has showed positive, positive results. Sometimes the nucleic acid tests can be negative for four or five times before it turns to positive. So um, CT findings are very important for early identification of potential patients. And do you think there's any chance for discriminating between different virus types or we can just say bacterial or viral pattern on the CT? I, uh, there is um, not much we can do to differentiate from other virus pneumonia. So uh, mainly we just report it's a virus infection on CT manifestations. But still, uh, it is very important uh, to, to do the CT examinations. Um, uh, and uh, there are some, uh, some features like uh, lymph, the lymph nodes enlargement is rare and pleural effusion is also rare. So this is um, uh, different from MERS, but more similar to SARS and uh, some of the virus pneumonia. And um, 
uh, in China, as far as I know, uh, all patients with epidemiologic history and characteristic CT findings of viral pneumonia uh, and, as, and decreased uh, lymphatic cells count in blood tests were isolated and treated as suspected cases. No matter whether they have clinical symptoms or positive nucleic acid test or not. Yeah, and then together uh, with the clinical features, what I read is that uh, coughing is quite an important feature. Then with all these things combined with CT and uh, the blood work, then maybe we can guide the patients better in the direction of treatment. And that is the, the final part of our discussion on the COVID-19 uh, uh, issue, is that uh, there are some promising treatments although not fully clear yet how effective they are, but there are some nice creative solutions already. Uh, I know there have been a large number of clinical trials initiated right after the outbreak of COVID-19, but it takes time to gather the data. So no uh, specific medications have been confirmed to be effective, uh, but there have been several promising medications like the uh, remdesivir and uh, uh, chloroquine and several traditional Chinese medications. <laughs> yeah. And um, they are facing a awkward condition because the cases has been, uh, the new confirmed cases declined dramatically in China. So they, they have problem gathering enough patients for the clinical trials. <laughs> That's what I know, know about. And um, uh, I know the most the most promising clinical trial of remdesivir are supposed to be end uh, at, on April the 27th. So we uh, still have a long way to go before we know which medication is the the best. Uh, but um, uh, but supportive treatments are also crucial. Uh, in reducing fatality rates. And this has also been confirmed by WHO. And uh, as many patients died as a result of multi-organ failure, so all kinds of supportive technologies have been applied in China, including a ventilation machine and ECMO and uh, plasma pharesis and bio-artificial liver device. And all these things have been been used for the for, for the patients and and they um, they are saving lives okay well thank you very much for sharing all this important information so we can learn from uh, the experience in china with covid 19 well i'm very happy to have the opportunity to, to share what i know about it radiology news network, news network.